Well, today we continue our summer series called Jesus Said, and each of these teachings through the summer are actually based on the, the words that Jesus spoke, the words that are recorded in Scripture, in the Gospels. And one of the facts to remember is that the words from Jesus were actually first spoken, and it was only later that they were written down. So could we actually gain some new insight by hearing Jesus' words that way, first spoken, as Jesus spoke them himself? And, and that's what Ed's going to do this morning. He's going to speak one of Jesus' most famous teachings, the Sermon on the Mount, the, the teaching that began with these words in the book of Matthew. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, and they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and utter all sorts of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? I mean, it's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand. And it gives light to all those in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works And give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Think not that I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all has been fulfilled. Whoever then relaxes the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But he who does them and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to the men of old, you shall not kill. And whoever kills shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, Whoever is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother shall be liable to the council. 
And whoever says, you fool, shall be liable to the hell of fire. So, if you're bringing your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Make peace quickly with your accuser while you're going with him to court. Lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. As truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You've heard that it was said to the men of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It would be better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Throw it away. For it would be better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Again, you've heard that it was said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, makes her an adulteress. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said to the men of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord that which you have sworn. But I say to you, Do not swear at all, either by heaven, for that's the throne of God, or or by the earth, for that's his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for that's the city of the great king. Do not swear by your own head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than that comes from evil. Again, you've heard that it was said... An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist one who is evil. And if anyone would strike you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone would sue you and take your cloak, let him have your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go with him one mile, go with him two. Give to him who begs from you. And do not refuse him who would borrow from you. Again, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun to rise on the evil and on the good and sends his rain to fall on the just and on the unjust. For if you love only Those who love you, what reward have you? I mean, do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you salute only your brethren, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You, therefore, must be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. So be careful about practicing your piety before men in order to be seen by them. For then you'll have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And thus, when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the street corners, that they may be praised by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. But when you give alms, 
Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your alms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the streets that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And in praying, oh, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, don't look dismal like the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not consume and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. See, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? See, Nobody can serve two masters. Either he'll love the one and hate the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, don't be anxious about your life, what you should eat or what you should drink or about your body, what you should wear. I mean, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet I tell you, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? I mean, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is cast into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? 
Therefore, I say to you, don't be anxious. Saying, what should we eat? Or what should we drink? Or what should we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be yours as well. Therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own troubles be sufficient for the day. So beware of judging others. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye and don't even notice the log that's in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, here, let me take the speck out of your eye when you have a log in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy. Don't throw your pearls before swine. Lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. For which of you, if your son asks for bread, would give him a stone, or if he asks for a, a, serp, a, a fish, would give him a serpent? I mean, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good things to those who ask Him? So whatever you wish that men would do to you, do so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who find it are many. But the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. So... Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll know them by their fruit. I mean, are thorns, are grapes gathered from thorns or, or figs from thistles? So every sound tree bears good fruit and every bad tree bears evil fruit. The sound tree cannot bear evil fruit, nor can a, a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruit. So not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did did we not prophesy in your name and and cast out demons in your name and, and do many mighty works in your name? And I will say to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. Whoever then hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. 
And the rains came and the floods rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on a rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rains came and the floods rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. Great was the fall of it. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. world was uh, turned upside down last March 19th. I don't know if you remember what March was like, but on the 19th, it was still a cold, snowy, wintry day. And I was on my way to our regional uh, Reformed Churches meeting in Applington. And I'd left particularly early that day because I had filled my car full of books from my office that I was going to give away to pastors who might be interested in them and profit from having them. Um, so I was driving out toward Applington, and I was a few miles west of Cedar Falls, and I hit some ice, and my car slid across the road into a ditch and flipped over. And I literally found my world upside down there. I don't know, has anybody ever been in that kind of experience? It is really strange. I mean, I wasn't hurt, but it's a really strange thing to find yourself upside down, you know, hanging from your seatbelt. I mean, everything seems different. I had to stop and think, you know, okay, how do I get the seatbelt off? And, I mean, you don't even think about grabbing the door handle to open your door. Where's the door handle when the car is upside down? You know, you have to stop and think about it and how you're going to get the door open. And, of course, I had visions from all the movies where when anything like that happens, the car explodes within a matter of seconds. So I thought I'd better get out of the car pretty quickly. Well... I have been thinking about and reading and reciting the words of Jesus for these last several weeks um, very intently. And a really good thing has happened to me. I've sort of realized that the words of Jesus, both in the Sermon on the Mount and other things that he says, so often just turn life upside down. It's not that they're a little different than what society would say, what our culture would teach us. They are totally opposite of what the world might expect us and want us to believe. I mean, think about some of the things that you just heard. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You've got to be kidding it's not the meek, it's the extrovert, it's the type A personality, it's the go-getter with lots of ambition who's going to inherit the earth. Someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn you on the other also? Are you kidding me? Sue the bum. Call Hubie and Abraham. You know, get all you can from it. Don't turn the other cheek. Whoever would lose his life will find it, or finds his life will lose it. 
First will be last. Last will be first. All the things that Jesus is saying just kind of force us to look at the world upside down, the way that God sees it. I bet you will remember, uh, not too many years ago, there was kind of a fad in the, in the Christian church built around the initials WWJD. Remember that? What, what does that stand for? Tell me. Ooh, good. Yeah. What would Jesus do? Remember? And I had a, a WWJD bracelet that I wore all the time, and I think it really helped me. I think it really caused me sometimes to stop and think, what would, what would Jesus do in this situation? Which is a really great question to ask. But you know, we're, you're kind of just starting this summer series on the words of Jesus. And I want to suggest that maybe for this summer, you have the initials WWJS. What would Jesus say? Or maybe even better, what did Jesus say? Because if Jesus did address so many of the issues that we face in life, then what could be more important to me than stopping and asking myself that question? What did Jesus say about this? I want to encourage you uh, not only to attend as often as you can this summer or listen to the teachings if you don't get a chance to hear them on Sunday, because I think that'll help us as we as we sort of try to understand the things that Jesus said. But I would like to push you a little bit further than that. I would encourage you this summer to set a goal for yourself of actually reading the things that Jesus said. Those things that Jesus said are found in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In our daily scriptures, we've been going through Matthew, and that's great. What if you decided for yourself that you were going to read through one or maybe even all four of the Gospels, really noting the things that Jesus said? We think about this um, in part because of red-letter Bibles. Do any of you have a red-letter Bible? Do you know what red letter Bibles are? It's a, it's a, it's an edition of the Bible in which all the things that Jesus says are printed in red. I have a red letter Bible. The reason I bought it is not because it's a red letter Bible. I bought it because it's large print. And I could read it without having to wear my uh, reading glasses. You know. But it's been a good reminder to me. And we're not saying that the things that Jesus said are more important than the other things in the Bible because we believe that they are both from the same source, that everything in the Bible is the Word of God. It's God speaking to us. But there is something that has a special authority and power, doesn't it, that comes from the words of Jesus So what if you did that? What if you sort of set for yourself that goal of reading through some of the Gospels and thinking particularly, focusing particularly on the words of Jesus? In fact, I would suggest maybe that you consider memorizing some of the words of Jesus. Now, I know that a lot of you are absolutely sure you could never memorize anything, but you could It just takes time, it takes work and energy to do so. What if you picked out, for instance, one of those familiar paragraphs or topics from the Sermon on the Mount, which is found in Matthew 5, 6, and 7? What if you said, I'm going to memorize that? I mean, you, you could do that, just, you know, three or four verses. You could memorize those very quickly. And when you do that, an amazing thing happens. At least it happens for me. That I will read through something and... 
think I understand it and don't give it a lot of thought, and then I set out to memorize it. And so when I'm forced to, th- to really think about it again and again and again, I just gain a new insight and appreciation for it that I'm not sure I would get any other way. Um, let me give you a couple of examples uh, that have happened to me just as I've been memorizing the Sermon on the Mount. One of them was the, the place where Jesus talks about, uh, you know, vain repetition. Don't be like the Gentiles, you know, who think that they'll be heard for their many words. You know, don't just say the same things over and over again. And I realized um, that, I'm, that I'm guilty of that, that in my own prayer life, um, that I tend to just say the same things over and over again. And I think God says to us in other places, you know, keep praying about the things that matter to you, but think about them, you know. Don't just say the words. So I realize that when I, by myself when I'm praying, when I'm leading in public worship in prayer, I do often the very thing that Jesus warned me about in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, I'm not even thinking about what I'm saying. I'm just saying the words, you know, because that's what I've been trained to do. And it's what I do every Sunday. You know? Another another thing that really struck me was that whole section where Jesus talks about not practicing your piety before men. That means, you know, don't just be doing your religious stuff publicly in order to receive praise from men, from other people. Whoa, this has been a struggle for me because I really want you to be impressed with all that I memorized. You know, I want to walk out of here today and have a whole bunch of you come up to me and say, Ed, that was so impressive. That was so good. How do you do that? You've got a great memory. And I'll receive praise from men. What does Jesus say? Yeah, you'll have your reward. But if that's your goal, you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. So, isn't that incredible? That I could be memorizing the very thing that Jesus said and do just the thing that he warned me about. You know, So I've really had to struggle with my ego on all of this. So I don't want any of you to tell me what a great job I did and um, how impressed you are. Emails are okay, but... <laughs> so you get what I mean anyway, right? You know, that... Because I was sort of forcing myself to be immersed in this, some good things happened in my own heart. God made me aware of some things going on in my life. So I just want to encourage you this summer to let the words of Jesus be uh, a really important part of your summer and uh, to be intentional about reading the words of Jesus and thinking about them and in situations, you know, asking yourself that question. I wonder, did Jesus say anything about this? You know, and if so, what did he say? What would he teach me in this situation? So I got to run literally down to the other end uh, for the 915 service, but um, I'd like to pray with you before I go, and I'm going to try not just to pile up empty phrases. Lord Jesus, boy, I am so grateful for the things that you said while you were on earth. I'm so grateful that they were recorded, that people wrote them down, and that they've been preserved for us. It's pretty amazing to be able to to actually read the things that the Son of God said when he walked these dusty roads in Israel, you know, 2,000 years ago. 
And my prayer for myself and for these friends would be that we really think about the things that you have said, that we try to order our lives based upon what you have said. And uh, that's often hard for us. So help us not to make excuses. Help us to be intentional about uh, studying and reading and maybe even memorizing the things that you said and help us to live our lives um, based upon them. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.